Hoosiers are set to quickly uh, come back after that victory over Penn State on Thursday with a road trip to Maryland tomorrow. We're going to get you all updated on that as well as uh, Trace Jackson Davis being on a short list for Defensive Player of the Year and the women's basketball team being among the top 10 in the uh, seeds for the NCAA tournament so far. A lot to catch up on. Get you guys set for the weekend in today's episode. You are Locked On Hoosiers, your daily podcast on the Indiana Hoosiers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, guys? It is Friday, January 28th. We made it through another week. want to thank you guys for joining me today. This is Locked On Hoosiers, your daily one-stop shop for everything IU athletics, uh, whether it's previews, recaps, analysis, news, uh, interviews, everything we can bring you guys, uh, we do on a daily basis. I'm your host as always, Jacob Rude. Again, thanks for making us part of your day, and thanks for making us your first listen every day. Just a reminder, we're free and available on all platforms including YouTube at Locked on Hoosiers. As always, you can subscribe to Locked on Hoosiers wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Follow us at LO underscore Hoosiers or on Instagram at Locked on Hoosiers. IU has the big uh, blowout win against Penn State uh, on Thursday, and the nature of the Big Ten is they have very little time to celebrate that as they uh, are back in action on Saturday. Though this little oddity of Big Ten scheduling with the Hoosiers is that they will play this Saturday and they will not play again until next Saturday. So this will be their last game for a a lengthy little break, which could be helpful. Uh, There was no Rob Finnessy injury update. I know we said we'd bring you that information if it was available. was not available. Mike Woodson was not talking to the media until today. Uh, so the uh, most we got was from Zach Osterman, who reached out, said that uh, he, um, Finnessy was still being evaluated and kind of did some reporting and said that from what he's hearing, uh, there's optimism. It's not a season-ending injury, but it's too early to know anything for certain. So it's where we're at uh, with Fennessey's injury. By the time uh, you're listening to this, there may be an update. Fortunately, we're not going to have it for this episode. Uh, obviously, that plays a big role into the Hoosiers game against Maryland tomorrow. Um, but the Hoosiers need a backup point guard regardless who it is. If it's not Fennessey, obviously Christian Lander. Uh, he didn't play against Penn State, and it sounds like that was entirely physical. Uh, He just was not physically able to get onto the court. So somebody is going to have to be the backup point guard uh, because this is a winnable road game. There aren't many of those in the Big Ten, and the Hoosiers have a shot at that tomorrow. Tip-off for tomorrow's game. It's an afternoon game, 2.30 p.m., a little bit of an odd time, just middle of the afternoon there. Uh, Obviously, it is in College Park, Xfinity Center on Maryland's campus. It will be on Fox which probably explains the 2.30 tip-off. Indiana, 15-5 and five on the season, 6-4 and four in Big Ten play. The Terrapins are 11-9 and nine this year, 3-6 and six in Big Ten play. 
Uh, obviously, the big news around Maryland early in the season is that Mark Tergeron was fired uh, after the eight games. Um, they were uh, five and three, I believe, at that point in the season. Uh, but it came after a loss to Virginia Tech. Um, it was in the middle of three straight lo- or losses. Danny Manning took over after that. He's gone eight or excuse me, six and six since taking over. So a little bit of a shakeup there for the Terrapins this season. There's been some exciting games between these two teams uh, in recent years. But IU overall is seven and eight versus Maryland, dating back to their. Uh, first meeting, at least on sports reference, their first meeting was 1959. Uh, since Maryland joined the Big Ten, the Hoosiers are only four and six against them. Uh, but those four wins, most of them have been pretty fun. Uh, the last meeting uh, last season, uh, last January to be exact, Hoosiers won 63 to 55. Trace had 22 and 15 in that game. Uh, race Thompson had 13 and 11. Uh, one of the rare high points or exciting moments uh, from the game or from the season last year uh, was that Maryland win. Um, so it'll be interesting to see um, how the Hoosiers go forward uh, into this one. Uh, some other notable games. Um, one of my favorites is Senior Day 2016. Uh, Yogi, I believe that it was Senior Day. It was it was regardless a, a game. Um, Yogi Ferrell scores 17 points. Troy Williams scores 23. It was one of the last games of the season that uh, that year. Um, it was the last game of the season uh, in Assembly Hall. Hoosiers win 80 to 62. It was a 4:30, I believe, like a Saturday afternoon tip-off, so Hoosiers have had good fortune in that in the past, but uh, I really enjoyed that team overall, so uh, I really enjoyed that game. Also, 2015, uh, when the Hoosiers went absolutely berserk against a ranked Maryland team, both teams were ranked, uh, and the Hoosiers proceeded to go 15 of 22 from three. Yogi was 7 of 8. He had 24 points. James Blackman was 3 of 5, had 22 points. Uh, Troy Williams was or had 16 points. Colin Hartman had three threes and 15 points. Uh, boy, I miss those times. I would, I would love a single game where the Hoosiers go 15 to 22 from three this season, but it is an entirely different type of team the Hoosiers have this year. Uh, then obviously, if we're talking memorable past matchups, I mean, they met in a national title game, and I'm sure I don't need to remind you guys of what happened in that one, but. Uh, this is a, a rival of sorts for the Hoosiers, um, obviously because of that national title game alone, but they've had some fun matchups. If you're looking at Ken Palm, there, I, I tried to look up. There was no bet online spread um, this earlier, this far ahead of the game, but Ken Palm has this as a one-point Hoosier victory, uh, 68-67, to 67, with a 54% win probability. It's a string of tough games for the Hoosiers. We've mentioned a couple times um, Ken Palm has some A-tier, some B-tier games, and then just some games that don't fall into either. Being in the Big Ten, there's a lot of those games. This is the first of six straight games that are either A or B-tier for the Hoosiers. Those are typically kind of 
top 25, top 30-ish teams at home and top 50 to 60 teams on the road. Uh, and of those next six games, five of them are A-tier games. The only one that isn't is Wisconsin at home. But uh, you're looking at Maryland away, uh, Illinois at home, Northwestern away, Michigan State away, uh, Wisconsin at home, as we said, and Ohio State away. So uh, the beginning of a tough stretch, even if the Hoosiers are going to have some downtime after this game, it's a tough stretch of contest for the Hoosiers coming up. So even more important for them to get off to a win on Saturday. Let's take a look at what this Maryland team is all about this season. Obviously, the first time the Hoosiers have played them, uh, they will play them one of the final games or final weeks of the season uh, at the end of February. But this is the first meeting between the two teams. Uh, we will dive into what to expect from this Maryland team in just a moment. Uh, I got to talk to you guys about this app again, though. I know I've done it all week, past couple weeks, uh, but it is the Get Upside app. It's an incredible app for anybody who buys gas, which, if I'm being honest, is everybody. Uh, we all complain about gas prices, but it's one of those things we have to buy. So why not make some money back on those purchases anyway? Just by downloading the Get Upside app in the App Store or Google Play. If you use the promo code SCORE, you're going to get... Uh, 25 cents per gallon or more on your first fill-up cash back. Uh, it's a very simple app. You download it, find the gas station you're going to go to, uh, put that promo code SCORE in, claim your offer, drive to the gas station, check in, and fill up. And for me, I got my money back in about 24 hours. I believe the app says 48 to 72. You get your money back pretty quick. Um it's simple. There's no catch. You can cash out at any point, uh, whether it's to your bank account, to PayPal, to a gift card, to Amazon or other places. It's really simple. Um, just go and download it today. Again, the Get Upside app. Use that promo code SCORE to get 25 cents per gallon or more cash back on your first tank. That's promo code SCORE, Get Upside app. So Maryland team is one that has been uh, a streaky team this season, kind of alternating streaks of wins and losses. They've lost three straight, won three straight, lost three straight, beat Northwestern double overtime, lost two straight, won two straight. So um, I guess in some sense it's good news for the Hoosiers because they can put them back onto another losing streak. But right now they come in winners of back-to-back -back games over Illinois at home and then Rutgers on the road. Um, it's an interesting team, really just kind of a bang average team nationally in a lot of aspects. Um, above average offense, 80th nationally, 75th defensively. Not really anything that stands out aside from uh, they do not put their opponents on the free throw line, uh, and they get to the free throw line, but they do not turn people over at all. 328th in defensive turnover percentage, 344th in non-steal turnover percentage. So they are not going to force turnovers. The Hoosiers have, if we're talking streaky and hot and cold, the Hoosiers have kind of been that with turnovers, though. Largely, it's been trending in the right direction for a while now. Um, obviously, that Purdue game, they only had three turnovers. I believe they only had nine the other night against uh, Penn State. Um, so yeah, they had nine against Penn state. So largely speaking, it's trending in the right direction, but, uh, this is a Maryland team that is not going to force turnovers. 
Wanted to look at where they ranked in a lot of these things in conference, though, because obviously some of these numbers are going to be skewed by Terjan or Terjan being there, and then Danny Manning taking over in that kind of transition period. Uh, conference play, though, um, you have a little more familiarity with Danny Manning. The players does he knows them might give you might give us a better sense of what to expect from this team. Not a lot changes, honestly. Um, they are eighth offense in offensive efficiency. They are 11th in uh, defensive efficiency. Um, they are they have the 11th slowest uh, pace in the league. So um, it's going to be <laughs> they're going to take their time. Um, it's not quite as slow as we've seen with other teams, but they're going to take their time. Uh, again, they're 13th in defensive turnover percentage. They don't rebound the ball well. 10th in offensive rebound percentage, 11th in defensive rebound percentage. Obviously, that's something that the Hoosiers do well with Trace and Race. That could be an area where they uh, excel. Again, they're first defensively in free throws attempted per field goal attempted. It basically means how many free throws are you letting the opponent shoot versus field goals, which just translate to how much are you fouling. Uh, and so they don't foul and they're third offensively. So they get to the line and they don't foul. Um, those are great ways to be efficient. Uh, they're good at the uh, three point line on both ends. They're fourth in shooting it 36.8% fourth in defending it at 32.7%. Outside of that though, it's a, a pretty poor team. They are 12th in two point percentage. Uh, they're, uh, bang average middle of the road shooting free throws and they're 12th in block percentage. So not much of an inside presence that uh, should deter trace and race from getting to their spots, assuming that the Hoosiers can kind of do as much. Uh, another kind of interesting stat is that they are 13th in assist per field goal made. So it's not a team that necessarily is going to move the ball a ton, have a bunch of ball movement leading to, uh, an open look just based on that number. So um, it's a, a winnable game for certain for the Hoosiers. Uh, if you want, if you look at what IU has done, I, I like to just kind of update, give you guys an update on the Hoosiers numbers in comparison uh, with in the conference, they're third in defense, ninth in offense, not shocking. Um, just above average everywhere defensively, except I mean, I keep making this joke. They're dead last in defensive free throw percentage. Again, absolutely nothing they can do about it, but everybody just shoots the ball incredibly well at the free throw line against them. Um, they're third in defensive effective field goal percentage, second in defending the two-pointers, second in block percentage, fourth in steal percentage, uh, really good defensively, and then 10th uh, shooting the three. That's kind of dropped off quite a bit. 11th in free throw percentage. Uh, but to the point we made earlier, they are only, they are fifth in turnover percentage in Big Ten play. So that's something that they've fixed, that they've corrected. Um, and it's something they have gotten a lot better at because there were times this season that Syracuse game is always going to come to mind where turnovers absolutely killed them. 26 against uh, Syracuse in a game you lose by two in double overtime. That one's a frustrating one, but... Nonetheless, uh, this is a winnable game for the Hoosiers. Uh, just looking at some names to keep track of uh, for this Maryland team, Eric Ayala. I'm sure some of you are familiar with him if you watched the team last season. Leads away in scoring 16.3 points per game. 
Um, Fats Russell, which is absolutely the best name ever. Uh, one of my favorite names every year. 13.1 points per game. Um, Ayalas is shooting 37% from three. Russell, 32%. Um, and then Dante Scott is averaging 12.5 points per game and 6.7 rebounds, uh, shooting 30% from three. Um, for as good as their three-point percentage is overall, Ayala is the only one that is shooting above average at 37.1%. Russell, Scott, and, and Hakeem Hart uh, combined to shoot just shy of 10 attempts per game and uh, combined are about 31% from three. So it's not a team that necessarily shoots the ball well. Um, your other starter on this team is uh, Wahab is his last name. Again, I hate butchering names of players or anything, so I'm not even going to try that. But he averages 8.4 points, 6.1 rebounds, a uh, couple bigs in there. Um, Julian Reese has come off the bench in every game, as has Xavier Green. Uh, Ian Martinez has played in 17 games, but it looks like they're only going to have an eight-man rotation just based on the amount of games played uh, on the roster this season. So uh, the Hoosiers typically can go nine or ten deep. Uh, we'll see how much they'll be able to do that with Rob Finnessy potentially out and Christian Lander potentially out, but it's not a particularly deep Maryland team. So all this adds up to a game the Hoosiers should be winning, even if it is a road game. It's going to be a tough road game, uh, and this would be a nice win to have, but ultimately this is a, a team ranked 80th in Ken Palm while the Hoosiers are 32nd. So this is a game they should be winning um, and it would be a nice boost for the Hoosiers because we mentioned that week off, they're going to play Maryland. If you win this game, you have won two straight, four of your last five, and you have a week off to prepare for Illinois. And that could be a really, really, really big win as well. So don't look ahead to that Illinois game. You have a week to prepare for that. Get ready for this Maryland game and pick up another big road victory, the second one of the season. We mentioned Trace was added to a short list. We're going to look at that as well as the women's basketball team and some women's college basketball bracketology, but it's the new year. And that means new year's resolutions. And if your guys's is about um, getting healthy, whether it's exercising, eating healthier, whatever it is, built bar is what you guys need to turn to. Uh, these aren't your mom and dad's protein bar that are chalky, waxy, uh, hard to swallow because they taste like chemical spills. Uh, these taste absolutely amazing, covered in 100% real chocolate. Honestly, I did not believe that they were uh, a protein bar when I had them. Um, they taste that good. You can compare them to whatever your favorite candy bar is, and it's going to be better uh, nutritionally for you. Uh, but the best thing is to me, all the flavors they have. Uh, I had cookies and cream, my favorite, and blueberry muffin the last time I ordered them. Blueberry muffin was a limited time flavor. Uh, they almost always have your coconut almonds, peanut butter brownies, raspberries, mint brownies, all that, but the blueberry muffin was limited time. And that's one of the fun things they do is they always have a limited time flavors up and kind of cycling through them. 
So make sure you guys go check out built.com often to see what's new. When you're over there, when you pick whatever flavor you guys want, use promo code LOCKED15 and get 15% off your order at checkout. That's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at built.com. Trace Jackson Davis was named to the 15-man uh, Naismith Defensive Player of the Year shortlist. Um, obviously, he uh, has improved massively on that end of the floor. Uh, but I, I wanted to, to talk about this because I think this underlies just how improved he's been defensively, something we keep talking about. Um, he was, uh, leads the conference in blocks with 56. Obviously that is not necessarily the only thing that matters in defensive player of the year, uh, voting. Um, but that, that's the easiest way to just kind of point at a stat and say, this is why he's so good defensively. I think mainly the fact that he's the, the anchor of one of the best defenses, not even just in the big 10, but in the country. Uh, is also a pretty big feather in his cap. Um, so big shout out to him for getting onto that defensive player of the year uh, shortlist. There is no other Big Ten player on this list. It's a 15-man list, as we said. Um, and I don't know if how far up Trace is going to finish on that. I haven't watched enough college basketball nationally to know, but I just know Trace is incredible defensively uh he's wildly improved on that end of the floor and i just wanted to give him a shout out for just being so great on that end of the floor uh <clears throat> the ncaa on the women's side uh did their top 16 reveal uh for basically if the tournament started today here's your top 16 seeds uh we knew the hoosiers were going to be in there Indiana comes in at number six. Uh, your one seeds would be South Carolina, Stanford, NC State, Tennessee. Hoosiers have played two of those four. Your two seeds would be Louisville, Indiana, Texas, and Arizona. Um, a couple other names of note. Michigan would be a three seed. Hoosiers have played them as well. Maryland not among a top four seed right now, which is very interesting and kind of underlies the importance of what that Michigan game is going to be next week for the Hoosiers. Um, obviously location isn't taken into account with this or anything, and it's not an exact method, but if you wanted to look at kind of who, the, whose bracket the Hoosiers would be in, it'd be a juicy one because the Hoosiers as a six seed would be matched up with uh, the third seed or the third number one seed. It'd be NC state basically. And obviously, those two have a bit of a rivalry. Hoosiers beat them in the NCAA tournament. NC State comes back and beats IU at Assembly Hall. You're telling me we could have a third one of those with the stakes as a potential Final Four berth for both teams? Sign me up. Sign me absolutely up. Uh, I'd be all for that. I was looking at the women's uh, college basketball bracketology on ESPN, and that is where th this was updated um, on the 25th, so I don't know. It, I mean, it doesn't account for the NCAA seeding, but largely speaking, they're, they're the same. And it has Indiana in NC State's bracket. 
Uh, Indiana as the two seed, NC State as the one seed. Uh, the Hoosiers would host uh, Fairfield uh, and then potentially play the winner of Duke and South Dakota. Uh, then Georgia would be the three seed in that bracket. UConn would be the four seed in that bracket. So a lot of big names in that uh, little uh, pod, basically. But it's it's wild to see the women's basketball program um, given this much respect that they've absolutely deserved. So shout out to Terry Morin and that women's basketball team. It's going to be interesting to see how the Hoosiers handle not having McKenzie Holmes now. Um, I, it's, I would be very surprised if they didn't lose any games without her. Uh, they've battled hard without her, but uh, that is a really big loss. So I think for the Hoosiers, it's going to be about um, making sure there's no bad losses in there. Try to hang tough with some of these games, maybe steal a couple at home if possible. But it's going to be a tough test for these Hoosiers. But right now, this is one of the best teams in the country, and they deserve a shout-out. If you're looking at men's bracketology, the Hoosiers are in there, and they're in there pretty solidly right now. That Purdue game, obviously a a big feather in their cap. Right now, they'd be the eighth seed. In the East bracket, this is uh, Joe Lenardi, also ESPN Men's Bracketology. Uh, They would uh, be in the bracket of the one seed, Arizona. Uh, They would be playing in San Diego. They'd play Florida State as the nine seed. So barring a a big run in the last final weeks of the season, which certainly is possible, uh, eight, nine seed is where I figure the Hoosiers are probably going to end up, which... I mean, give it to me. (laughs) Give me Trace Jackson Davis against anybody in the country, uh, and I'm probably going to take Trace Jackson Davis. So I'm excited. Again, barring some type of unforeseen collapse, both men's and women's basketball teams are going to be in the tournament. That's exciting. That's a lot of fun. But we hadn't looked at the bracketology in a while, so I thought I would give an update on that. Thanks again, guys, for making Locked on Hoosiers your first listen every single day. We're going to be back on Monday. We're going to recap this Maryland game, and we're going to preview uh, the women's basketball team finally after two weeks returning to action against Michigan. going to try to line up some guests next week since it's going to be a long week with no games, at least no men's basketball games. Try to get some people in here to talk about the Hoosiers. Uh, Let me know who you guys want to see on the podcast, who you want me to try to bring in. Uh, Tweet at us at LO underscore Hoosiers. Uh, Leave a review, rating, however you want to get in contact with us. Uh, Having said all that, for your second listen now today, head on over to Locked on Bets, your daily one-stop shop for all your gambling needs, hosted by your boy Q with expert analysis and insight from Lee Sterling. Thanks for all the love. The show went up everywhere on time on Thursday. Took a full week, but we eventually got there. So appreciate you guys uh, (laughs) staying with us through my uh, technical shortcomings, technology shortcomings, we'll say. Uh, Follow us on Twitter. Subscribe to the podcast if you haven't already. Uh, Most importantly, have a great weekend, guys. Go Hoosiers and LEO.